You are listening to Audio Drama in a Darker Shade at darkerprojects.com. And now our feature presentation. Last time on Batman No Man's Land. There is a new gang on the street, the Blue Boys, the Gotham City Police Department. Street demons, low boys, you are in our territory now. Surrender. All our lives for the sake of his daughter, sanctioning murder. He should be ashamed to call himself a police. He calls himself Commissioner. Then pet it to his weapon, put it to the head of the nearest low boy, and splattered his brains all over the street. Why? Now they believe us. I'm back. And you're going to need help. Don't disgrace the symbol. Then I'm approved? No, but you're not disapproved. Anarchy has forged some strange allies here. Why not us? Talk. I'm listening. You know that my daughter is still in the city, right? She lives in the clock tower. And she refuses to leave. I'd like you to organize the protection around the clock tower. Thank you, sir. We will march. We will burn the clock tower down. And God help anyone who tries to protect the lies. Black Mask has taken three more buildings in the last two days. But each time I arrive, he and his followers have already vanished. I don't know where he's hiding. I don't know where he's working from. How many men does he have? I don't know that either. I've heard reports of 60, probably more. It's a cult of some sort. That's about all I've figured out so far. It's... It's pretty bad. Meaning? Meaning that everywhere he struck, He's left people either dead or mutilated. Cuts, mostly, but some branding. Uniformly to the face. Here. Tear gas. Very potent. Special mixture. Use it sparingly. I will. Thanks. What can you tell me about the buildings? They've all been tall. Over six stories. Built by Wayne Enterprises. Wayne Buildings are the only big ones still standing in Gotham. He was the only builder smart enough to quake-proof his structures. Of course, at the time, everybody thought it was just another example of his remarkable stupidity. Then he was lucky. Show me where the buildings were. Consistently been moving south. He's going for the clock tower. You think? I know. It represents Gotham. It was built by Wayne Enterprises. Roman Cyanus hates Wayne. If the clock tower is in his next target, it's certainly on the short list. You're going to stop him. He will not take the clock tower. Is that understood? I'll try, but... Don't try. Keep it from happening and stay out of sight. I can do one or the other, not both. Then you're not worthy of the mantle. Prove me wrong. Until we know what it is, I won't cry wolf. Whatever it is, it's not good. 
Come on, Chris. Fire the flare. We need reinforcements. Surrender or die. Only one firearm. Black masks. Oh, makes sense. With a gun, he's in control. Anyone else with a gun, they're a threat. Turner, hold your ground. Come back here. Charming. We have come to reveal Gotham's true face. It's a front to the no-man's land. We will destroy it, and all within shall see shall remove their masks, or else they shall suffer for it. A rifle. Someone's going to play Sniper. Oh, Batman will never forgive me if I let Black Mask die. Turner, you bastard! <laughs> you can back down or you can fall down. But if you fall down, you won't be getting up again. No more masks! Weird. Sir. Who the hell did this to you? Black Mask. He's gone. He's... Uh, he's gone. <sighs> to hell with it. Hmm. <laughs> well, I'll be damned. Entry 342. No Man's Land. Day 124. Dear Dad, you didn't have to break the door down, you know. I understand you were worried, but you really didn't have to break the door down. It's easier, incidentally, to be angrier at you about that than at him about her. And I'm livid, let me tell you. A new Batgirl? I sit in this chair and there's a new Batgirl? Damn right I'm angry. The noise had gotten my attention. That's what did it. I looked out the window. And there were over 50 of them, Dad, at both ends of the street. And I knew it was Black Mask leading them, even before I used my binoculars to confirm it. Two cops and one of them turned rabbit, leaving the other, Sergeant Weir, to block the door. I mean, what was she supposed to do? Threaten to arrest them? I've kept the rifle for years, Dad. Always the weapon of last resort. I've never even fired the damn thing. Bought it in case it ever became the one situation, the one justification, where a life had to be taken to preserve another, an innocence. It felt like poison in my hands. It didn't sit right on my shoulder, I could barely see through the scope at first, but I had to kill him. That's what I told myself. They were following Black Mask, and if I took him from them, that was the only way I thought I could protect Weir and the others still living in my building and myself. Because, let's face it, while your little girl is no slouch in the hand-to-hand -hand department, even in this here chair, there's no way I'm gonna win in a fight against 50. Have you ever looked through the scope of a rifle and seen a man, oblivious to you, 
and known that you could kill him with just one pound of pull from your right index finger? I didn't like that feeling, Dad. It made me want to vomit. But I'd taken the safety off, and I'd let my breath out, and I'd lined up the shot best as I could. And then she flew by. You can't know what it felt like. I don't think anyone can know what that moment felt like. Watching her swooping down, wearing those wings, the glider wings, the glider wings I helped design for God's sake, that made her look big and terrifying and powerful. Watching her drop the canister of tear gas, the handful of smoke pellets, the way she cut loose from the wings and dropped onto the scene, like she'd been doing it forever, like she was made for it, like... like she was me. I hated her, absolutely, in that moment. I was so angry. I couldn't speak, I couldn't even breathe. I just moved the scope onto her head, and I thought about it. Forgive me, but I honestly thought about it for an instant. I honestly thought about punishing her for making me feel the way I did then. But I didn't. I set the rifle down, and I took off my glasses, and I started crying. When you showed up, you saw I'd been crying, and because you are the world's greatest dad, you thought it was because I was terrified. You were partly right. I had been. But that wasn't it. It's unfortunate, because you were worried enough you wanted to stay, and I felt like I had to practically shove you out the door before I could do what I needed to. After you left, I went back into the control room and got on the radio. I sat there all night. I sat there until dawn, waiting for him to show up. I'd finished cursing him with every name in the book when I heard him behind me in my control room. Barbara. I swung that chair around so fast your head would have spun, Dad. He didn't even move, standing in the shadows at the other end of the room, like some cross between a gargoyle and a nightmare. Did you think I wouldn't find out? Did you honestly think I wouldn't care if someone else is out there being me? Did you even think about it at all? How dare you? How dare you do this to me? You know it wasn't as simple as that. No. No, I do not know that. What I know is that there's now someone else out there. Someone who isn't me. And she's got what I made. She's got what I was. I took the projector and shoved it to the floor. And the crashing noise was almost satisfying. And for a moment, I wanted to kick it and get that noise again. And then I remembered that I couldn't do that. Would never be able to do that again. Never. My options have been limited, Barbara. It was like this when I... When I returned. Returned. So you did leave after all. You did turn your back on us. I never turned my back. I needed to prepare. I needed to think. Three months, Batman. Three months! While you were thinking, we were here, fighting. I know. You didn't give her the job? You're saying she took it on all by herself? Yes. So it was her doing the tagging? At first, yes. Who is she? Just tell me that. I can't. I can find out. You know I can. You're not the only detective in the No Man's Land. Yes. 
You can find out. He put a hand out on my shoulder, and then he crouched so we were at eye level. And when he did that, I felt the anger just slip away. And then all I felt was sad. But what will it prove? Nothing. My eyes hurt. And it wasn't from watching my terminals all day. I turned my head away, looking at the window. The window where I'd held the rifle. The window where the other Batgirl had dropped past me like she knew all my tricks already. And maybe knew them better than I ever had. I felt his hand move from my shoulder to my chin. And he turned my face back to look at him. And then I really did want to cry. He'd only ever touched my face one time before. When I was in the hospital, after Joker shot me. I remembered waking up then, in the darkness. Being so scared, and hurting so much. Hearing the machines hissing and the EKG buzzing. He had touched my cheek then. The feel of his hand inside that glove. So gentle. It made me think of you, Dad. No pain I've ever caused you was my choice. I've never wanted you hurt. I know that makes no difference, but... I need you to trust me. I've always trusted you. And you know I always will. You have been listening to Batman No Man's Land, Episode 7. Featured in the cast were Ambie Lee as Batgirl, Gerardo Paz as Officer Turner, R. James as Commissioner Gordon, Tom Tubui as Andy DeFilippis, Ryan H. Nelson as Harvey Bullock, Laura Post as Oracle, and Cody Coleman as Batman. Batman No Man's Land is adapted from the novel of the same name by Greg Rucka. Batman is trademarked DC Comics and was created by Bob Kane. If you enjoyed this audio drama, Please support the original text by purchasing it on Amazon.com or at your local comic book store. This has been a Darker Projects production. www.darkerprojects.com